This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me, Becca Stockner. And me, Hunter Martin. Um, Becca, I have a glasses report for you. A glasses report? You know, like last episode or two last episodes episode ago, you I couldn't found find my glasses. glasses. So yes. I still have the glasses I found. They are on your face. They're on my face. Um, but <laughs> the glasses that I have been using pro- primarily. Um, I tripped and they fell at my place of work and I don't know where they are. Oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> I'm uh, VDE. Velma Dinkley Energy. <laughs> so. What's new with you? Well, um, I guess a little peek behind the curtain. We recorded the main content of today's episode. I know. I was episode. trying to be cool about it. We can't. We recorded the main content of today's episode prior to doing the 411 and everything. So we are both just still reeling. We're reeling. And we'll get off that in a minute. But of course, like every show, we got to start off with the latest news. So I think it's time for some Disney 411. Let's get, get into, into it. it. Disney 411. All right, first news story is the Jonas Brothers have opened their Las Vegas residency. And, and Joe is like, is, is he covering things on TikTok to promote this? I think he's, no, I think he's just on TikTok he's with just DNC. Being weird. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> you know the song uh, Much Better by no. Jonas Brothers from Lines, Minds, and Trying Times? No. Well, time heals all wounds, seemingly including Joe Jonas and Taylor Swift's one-time romance. This is a report from their opening night at their Las Vegas residency. And during the first night of the Jonas Brothers' five-night residency at the Park MGM's Dolby Life Theater in Las Vegas on Friday, the sibling band performed a track titled Much Better from 2009's Lines, Vines, and Trying Times, an altered lyric long believed to be about Taylor Swift. In the song's album version, Joe sings the opening lines, uh, I got a rep for breaking hearts. Now I'm done with superstars. And all the tears on her guitar, I'm not bitter. Which fans have taken as a reference to Swift's Teardrops on My Guitar since the track's release. Right. While on stage in Las Vegas, uh, Joe Jonas instead sang, Now I'm cool with superstars. And received a cheer from fans. Is that just because he's married to somebody really famous? Uh, I mean, they probably. I mean, he's like, he's like, <laughs> uh, I really don't hold any bitterness to someone I dated I mean, for a couple months when I was seventeen. No, I mean, I don't know if Jonas Brothers fans are doing this, but Taylor Swift fans are notorious for reading into the absolute most microscopic things. I mean, I think and to be fair, that's because Taylor's like marketing has notoriously yeah. been things like that. But, but I, also, I also think that um, it's blatantly obvious that that the original lyric is about Taylor Swift. Sure. And they've been in recent history, like, talk to each other on social media. So I think okay. this is not a 
a far a far theory. Also, sure. did you see the video of them? They were performing a, their main song, but the interlude was a stripped down version of "What Dreams Are Made Of" by Hilary Duff. Yes, and I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Why? It sounded no, like the TikTok. I don't know. I just didn't. Hey, now. <laughs> it was weird. And then also Joe covered um, The Only Exception by Paramore earlier in the week last week. Yeah. And I, I didn't care for that either. He also covered JoJo. Um, Which? A little too late. Oh, that's okay. JoJo, co- Joe bro covered a JoJo. JoJo. Um, if you were in <laughs> Vegas right now, would you buy tickets to the L- Las Vegas residency? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, hopefully they they give some little, like, in-between stuff when we saw them. Because when we saw them, it was like, song, 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 bye, guys. Well, we saw them on a festival circuit. Yes, but we also saw Miley Cyrus in the festival circuit. Well, you can't, you can't make Miley be quiet. You know, she's just being Miley. She's just being Miley. I'm Miley girl. Um, all right. Speaking of uh, singers, or maybe not, uh, Zendaya, our next story is Zendaya commented about why she doesn't want to be a pop star. While Zendaya has been, has been giving fans nuggets of musical gold over the years, the Emmy Award-winning actress says she won't be leaving her acting career for the musical stage anytime soon. Chatting with Andrew Garfield for Variety's Actors on Actors discussion, the actress opened up about her music career, which has taken a notable backseat to her acting pursuits. To date, Zendaya released a self-titled album in 2013 and has been featured on seven albums, six of which are soundtracks for TV and film productions and appeared on numerous singles with other artists. Her latest projects have been singles for her hit show, Euphoria, which has, which have sent fans into a frenzy for, for more music from her. And this is what she says. I was talking to Sam Levinson about this earlier. Earlier, I was like, I don't know if I could ever be a pop star. Um, the actress recalled while discussing how much actors uh, project onto the public eye. It's, it's, it's because as an actor, there's a level of anonymity. I said that wrong. Anonymity. Anonymity. Who knows? Um, that I that I get to have, which I really like, and I get to sort of, I get to sort my stuff, whatever that is, through a character, and nobody needs to know about it. I mean, like replay bangs, but you can tell her heart isn't in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that it's not surprising to me. And I, I think, I don't. Know. I think the euphoria music is on another level because one. It's labyrinth, but oh. two, it's also like, it's interwoven into a part of the show, and I I think like now, because she didn't release music while she was in the Disney machine that often, mm-hmm. like Hillary Duff did, Demi Jones Brothers. I feel like it's too late to steer the ship back into that. Like I feel like it'd be weird if Zendaya all of a sudden announced I'm coming up with an album. It'd be super weird, especially because she's like one of the most in-demand actresses in the world right yeah. now. For her to just be like, "Hold on, Dune three, right? I'm I putting need, out a single. I need to put out replays in Daya's version. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it'd be the the it would be like steering the ship in another direction when it, the course has been set. Yeah, you have your Emmy. You can get a Grammy some other, some other way. <laughs> and and I think having Euphoria is a good outlet for Zendaya. On to our next story. Kim Possible just celebrated their 20th anniversary. It's Christy Carl from Romano. Um, what's the sitch? If you're pumped for the 20th anniversary of the Disney Channel series Kim Possible, then it may be time for an eye cream. This article I'm reading uh, shouted us. They blasted us. Blasted us. Blasted us into another <laughs> dimension. 
Stars Christy Carlson Romano and Will Friedle continued the celebration of the Emmy-nominated animated series Two Decade Milestone on Good Morning America on Tuesday. There, they recalled a time when beepers and custom ringtones were a thing, and the Christina Milian theme song reigned supreme among children of a certain age. Meanwhile, the pair's animation-focused podcast, I Hear Voices, coordinated a separate Compossible reunion with some of their co-stars, as well as series creators Mark McCorkle and Bob Schooley. It, featured, it features Kim and Ron and the recurring villains Shigo and Dr. Draken. New Compossible content for the first time in 15 years is up on our podcast, Wilfred L. said. It's very cool. We have a whole new scene written by the creators of the show, so Kim and Ron are back together again. It's really cool. That's so cool. Yeah, so if you go on I Hear Voices, they kind of have it. They do an interview with the creators because it's hosted by Christy Carlson and Will. See, I knew we weren't done with Christy Carlson Romano in our 411. Is this technically a Romano Roundup? If it's an excuse for me to use the soundbite that we made. Make sure we put that in the beginning. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they just interview um, the creators of the show, the people who voiced Dr. Draken and Shigo. And at the tail end of the episode for about like a 15 minute tin scene, um, they written a whole new scene um, revolving around Kim, Ron, Shigo and Dr. Draken. Amazing. I listened to it. It's really fun. And they and they put music under it. So it sounds like an episode. (laughs) Oh, it's wow. really cool. I'll check it out. I think this is like a fun way to do, because they asked about, would you guys be down for a reboot? And they're like, oh, yeah, of course. I think it has such a, it's still prominent. And I'm thinking, why hasn't Disney, out of all the easy ways to do, to do a new IP, to do something new with a old IP? I feel like, yeah. I mean, they did that with Compossible the live action, but they all, they all sound the same. Uh, I, I think I don't understand why it's taking them so long. So I think this is a good way to maybe, you know, have your cake and eat it too. You get like a yeah. little mini, mini uh, reboot. Okay. Speaking of cakes, on to our next story. Have you heard about this? I don't know. Cole Sprouse's Instagram photo? Oh, <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> um. <laughs> Cole Sprouse on Tuesday showed almost all on his Instagram account, sharing a cheeky nude photo of himself that gave a peek at his bare butt. It's a little photoshopped, isn't it? Yeah, I, to make him look like dummy thick. I'm. <laughs> this selfie posted to his main theme was, was snapped with Sprouse's behind appearing in a mirror reflection. Good morning to my publicity team, uh, Cole Sprouse joked in his caption. And then, of course, people commented, but this isn't new because I feel like the Sprouse twins love to troll the internet, the interwebs. They do. So, um, did you have Cole Sprouse burying his bottom on your 2022 bingo card? No. <laughs> I said... I did not. I saw it and I went, oh. I said, they got the news of Riverdale ending and now they're just wilding out because they're free. I said, well, I said, what would Mr. Mosby they think? They said, I am crazy, <laughs> but I am free. <laughs> I'm like, what would Mr. Mosby think? Or Carrie. No ass in my lobby. No, no bad naked boots in my lobby. <laughs> Carrie. Thought? I can't believe that was Disney news. <laughs> I had to get your opinion. I, the main... I know. I just can't believe that it, that's what it is. Well, you know, sometimes it borderlines if I'm going to bring it to the table, unless it gets picked up in a lot of places. <laughs> 
And oh, of course, no, I know. It, this it picked popped up in off. A lot of places. It went crazy yesterday. Um, so thank you, Cole, for providing us with news stories. Oh, no, I have something. <gasps> oh, yes, you do. So there have been, I guess it's not like news news, but there has been a lot of discourse on the interwebs about how Harry Styles' new song, Music for a Sushi Restaurant, kind of sounds like the Ant Farm theme song in some places. And somebody made a TikTok that was like Harry Styles making this new song and then getting possessed by China Ann McLean. And today, China Ann McLean stitched it and just kind of like made a face over it. But like now she knows... Oh, yeah. She's aware. That's all that there is. All right, next story is Demi Lovato finally announced their album title name, their album cover, <laughs> and the fact that they are going on tour. So, Becca, what would you say is the title of Demi Lovato's new album out August 19th? The way that I would pronounce it is Holy Fuvuk. Fuvuk? <laughs> holy Fuvuk. <laughs> so, until Demi tells us otherwise... Um, you can buy Demi's new album, Holy Fuvuk, um, Yes. August 19th. And this is what they said about this album. The process of making this album has been the most fulfilling yet. I feel like that's what every artist does when they make an album. Anyway. Yeah. And I'm grateful <laughs> to my fans and, col- and collaborators for being on this journey with me. Never have I been more sure of myself and my music. And this record speaks for, for itself. To my Levotics who have been rocking out with me since the beginning. That was to us. <laughs> and those who are just now coming along for the ride, thank you. This record is for you. Holy Fuvuk will launch <laughs> with its new. I really hope that's how they pronounce it. We'll will launch with its lead single "Skid of My Teeth" out June 10th. I'm alive by the skid of my teeth. Lovato sings over a bed of electric guitars in a teaser trailer. I survived, but it got harder to breathe. In another snippet from the trailer, Lovato is opening up the gates to their own flashy circus. <laughs> teasing get your tickets to the freak show baby step right up to watch the freak go crazy um and so are we ready for Demi's new era I'm intrigued um the single does come out June 10th which is this Friday um if you guys know we record on Wednesdays so next week when we record we are not going to listen to the song or the video prior to we're going to do a live uh, – we'll probably, like, step away and then come right. back and discuss what happened during our 411. And then also worth noting that this week is our last week without a Raven's Home rehash because Raven's Home starts airing again this Friday, June 10th. So Disney 411 next week is going to be stacked. Let's just say it's going to get Vavik crazy. Vavikin? <laughs> For fucking crazy. Also, to promote it, Demi posted a TikTok and saying, I'm pissing people off by living my truth. And I'm okay with that. I'm like, are you? I think. Anyway, I think I was like, I think you're pissing people off because you wanted to take down a local yogurt shop. <laughs> no, I, I love the genre of celebrities being like, I don't care. And here's a whole album about how much I don't care. Right. I'm like, it's okay to care. You love it. It's okay yeah, to care. It's, it's okay to care. It's okay to be like, hey, that hurts. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Check out my new album, Hey, That Hurts. Hey, That Hurts, August 19th. <laughs> All right. And that is officially the end of our Disney World one. Officially. Officially. So, Becca, what, 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 what is this episode all about today? This episode, we have a 
we got the opportunity of a lifetime for us. For um, yeah. we had an interview with Rose Abdu, whose resume is incredibly stacked. She has been yes. on so many things. Yeah, she's been on uh, Gilmore Girls, most recently in Hacks. Uh, you name it, she's probably been in an episode or two. Yes, but our time travelers will probably know her primarily as Senorita Rodriguez from That's So Raven. Mm-hmm. And she was also on Wizards of Waverly Plays and Good Luck Charlie as well. Mm-hmm. So please enjoy our chat with Rose Abdu. Hello. Hi, Hello. Rose. How are you? Good. How are you? Am I talking to Hunter Martin? Yes, this is Hunter. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. And my friend Becca, who does this podcast with me, is here as well. Hi, Becca. Hello. I just want to say, first and foremost, thank you so much for doing this and taking the time out of your busy schedule to do this with us. It's amazing. We are well, like beside ourselves. you're very welcome. I had, um, I'm working on a new show by the <gasps> Modern Family Creators called Reboot. Yes, with uh, Rachel Bloom? Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. We're so, and- we're, we're big Rachel Bloom fans. Oh, yes. God. She's Huge. great. And Keegan-Michael Key and Johnny Knoxville. Yes. I remember reading uh, a post about it that um, the that show was in production. I was like, oh, my gosh. This seems like such a cool concept. It's going to be really cute. And then oh, I- they have me in this. I'm playing a very old, very um, salty, filthy kind of writer. So I'm in my Selma. You know, I shoot it at 20th <laughs> Century Fox. So I'm... I'm not dressed as Rose Abdu. I'm sort of dressed <laughs> as um, So it's like one time I did one of these for Gilmore Girls and mm-hmm. they did all kinds of screenshots. You yeah. know, everyone wants to screen. And then they, those pictures went everywhere. And I was like, you know what? I'm not allowed to show anybody Selma yet until the show. Right. No, I know that. I know that feeling. I, I'm not in costume right now, but I'm like, if someone takes a picture of me and I never <laughs> see it again, I'm like, wait, that happened to me one time. I ran into an old friend of mine's mom weirdly and she was like oh my gosh my son will won't believe that i saw you and he took she took a picture of me and then walked away and i said the fact that i'll never see what i look like in that photo that (laughs) will be like that that will keep keep me up at night yeah yeah, exactly my last dying breath would be like anything like i need to see that photo (laughs) now where are you um based right now um i'm in new york city right now Oh, very nice. I'm going there um, tomorrow morning. No, Friday morning. Friday morning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, safe, safe trip up here. Thank you. I Thank am in you. Nashville. You're in Nashville. I love that city. Yeah. Have you been to Nashville? I have been to Nashville. I went with Second City. I used to tour with Second City. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's where me and Becca met. We actually went to college together in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, I absolutely loved. When I was touring with Second City, I was in a group with um, Steve Colbert. And Scott Adsit and Jackie Hoffman. And we did a show in Nashville. We stayed at the Opryland Hotel. And we actually, I have pictures of me on stage at the the Grand Ole Opry, you know, when it was, there was nothing going on, but we had pictures by the microphone. I just thought, I I loved Nashville. I thought it was so much fun. Yeah, definitely like its own energy that is Mm -hmm. so very Nashville. (laughs) but like like we said we just want to say thank you so much for doing this we are like huge fans i actually just recently finished hacks season two season two oh good 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 yeah love hacks love hacks but of course we like love you and everything you do you're an icon a legend i know hey you deserve it i mean not only with hacks gilmore girls and of course that's so raven how can we forget oh 
uh, you you're in California right now, right? Yes. So you're from Chicago, Michigan, or just? I'm actually born in Detroit, Michigan. There's something out there like from Wikipedia or somebody has it wrong, IMDB. Somebody's got me as being from Chicago. All right. But I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. And I lived in Chicago from like 1986 to probably 2001. Okay. Yeah. And you graduated University of Michigan, right? No, Michigan State. Michigan State. I'm, I'm, yeah. I swear I researched you before I did this. <laughs> yeah, listen, they're close, but it's like some Michigan State people would be like, no. You're like, not, how dare I, you? Anything from Michigan, I'll take. Yeah, but it right, is right. State. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But like, what we just like want to know what was your journey going from uh, like Chicago and being in the improv scene to eventually moving to California? You know, I love that question because it was so strange. I was a person, even though I was from Detroit, I didn't know how to drive. It's so funny that I played auto mechanic on Gilmore Girls because yeah. I'm the most late bloomer driver. And I was living in, I thought, well, after Michigan, where am I going to go where I don't need a car? I know, I'll go to Chicago. So I go to Chicago and I and I didn't drive. Of course, I took the train everywhere and I got cast off of videotape. Back in the day, there was VCR kids and we <laughs> they sent a VCR tape to LA and I got cast in an eight episode television series for CBS called Johnny Bago. And I had oh, to wow. play an ex mafia wife turned parole officer chasing her husband around the country. in a Winnebago. <laughs> so the very first day I had to drive on camera. So I had to take like driver's ed lessons in half hour increments. Like I had to take like three hour blocks of driving tests. Oh my so gosh. Was, and then I came out here and I just, I hated, it. I really hated it. It was 1993. And I just, I had a lot of people driving me around because I was the lead in the TV show, but I thought, why would anybody live here? This is a terrible place to live. Cause I just didn't like the traffic and that. So it took a while. I went back and forth for seven years. I did different TV pilots and every like spring I would come to LA. And then finally, all of my friends from Chicago, second city and other parts of Chicago just ended up living here. And I thought I want to go there for my social life. Yeah. So I, got here in 2001 after traveling back and forth since, you know, 93. And then I actually booked Gilmore Girls and That's wow. a Raven almost in the same week. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Doing both. So really I was filming both those things at the same time. Wow. So since, since you just brought up That's a Raven, was that, I, I know with adults in Disney, sometimes you kind of know people who work on the Disney show. Did you like go in for that, Sir Raven? Okay, this is so funny. There was a casting director. I feel like her name was Joey Paul. It was a woman and she was so nice. My manager at the time, I had an agency in Chicago. They had a sister agency. They were sisters. One had an agent in Chicago and one had an agency in LA. And they got me a manager, a very small, small com- boutique company. And she had an assistant who happened to be doing an internship with the casting director of That's a Raven. And she saw the stack of headshots back in the day. You didn't digitally submit. It had yeah. to be like an eight by 10. And she put my headshot on the top of the pile for this submission for, because you know they get tons of submissions for Senorita Rodriguez. And I remember getting there and there were so many women in the room. One of them even had like her hair in curlers. And I thought, what an odd choice to play. <laughs> she was carrying a wooden spoon. And she had her hair in curlers. And I have oh to say, gosh. honestly, I don't know who that actress was, but she gave me such confidence because I was so sure she was not supposed to be a teacher with hair curlers. Right. <laughs> so I, I was there. And but but I think the reason I got pushed to the top of the pile was just one of those situations where my manager's you know assistant happened to be interning. And she it was like one of those things where, you know, a couple of days later I might not have gotten seen or whatever but but I did go to the audition I didn't know any of those people and I remember being it was the scene where she, that first episode where it's like you have a little something right here on her teeth yes. still there 
still there. <gasps> okay, all gone. And that was my first audition. And I left feeling like, you know what? I feel pretty good about that. And then they called right away, right away. I oh mean, God. it was meant to be. <laughs> so meant excited. To be. I was so excited because I just, I hadn't even lived here a month yet permanently, <sighs> you know, and I was, I had given up my Chicago apartment, I think. But I came out here because I thought, well, my social life is out here. So let me right. work. And then I ended up getting, and Gypsy, same way for Gilmore Girls. I saw all the women in the audition room and I thought, the character says, I miss my home out of nowhere. <gasps> so I thought, you know what? I'm going to make her from, and at the last minute, I thought, I'm just going to give her an accent. And then I did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is so cool. Thanks. So when you went in for that role, did they know ahead of time that it was going to be a recurring part or did they just decide I'm that they loved so you? Raven. I'm yeah. You know, it said possible recur, but you know, with a, with a school, they, the, it, the show is about the kids really. And somebody mm -hmm. told me, I mean, you guys might know, you probably know the show better than I do that only one other teacher recurred as many times as I did. Like they didn't mm -hmm. really do that with all the teachers. Yeah. That's like kind of what I wanted to know as yeah. well. Like if you know it was recurring because Disney channel and I guess like kid shows and maybe sitcoms usually they really don't bring a lot of the same characters back unless they're a part of the main cast, like you right, said. Right. And I got that, along so yeah. well with Raven and Chelsea right away that yeah. we had so many laughs that I think they saw oh how I could fit in. But I have to say I was very bold because I didn't know any better than to not do this. So I went, you know what would be fun is if she was also the drama teacher and the radio <gasps> teacher. Like I was trying to like, I yes. remember saying that to the writers were so nice to me. And I thought, well, okay. The first one, she was just teaching Spanish, but you know, what's to stop her from running the drama no. club or the whatever. So and they, and, they, and that's like it, so. actual high school, because I know for me, oh. like the football coach was also the, the, exactly. the science teacher exactly. and the drama teacher was also oh the math teacher. So yes. that makes, exactly. it, it makes so much sense. And I know I, we, I was looking up to see how many episodes you were on that's Raven and you were only on nine episodes. Which oh, I thought it was eight. I didn't know I was on nine. I thought yeah. I was on eight. <laughs> I thought you were in a hundred out of a hundred. That's funny. That's because so nice. And I will say the people recognize me most for that now because the kids, I mean, I don't know how old you two are, but I, I go to places like, you know, if I'm in a mall or if I'm yeah. in a fast food place picking up something for my husband because I don't eat fast food now <laughs> and there's people running the register I was like oh the kids are now the age like they were at home probably like 9 10 11 years old and now they're working at jobs so it's so exactly. funny when I'll travel to Michigan these kids I was in a store with my niece and this girl goes oh my god you were my Spanish teacher and I go really and then she's like you were my, you don't remember me? You were my Spanish teacher. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Think about what you're saying. I said, was I your Spanish teacher? Like at your school? And she goes, you were my Spanish teacher. You were. And she just kept saying it. And I said, oh, that's so cute. I go, I think I was your Spanish teacher on television. And then she's in Michigan. So she goes, what are you doing here? It was really cute. That is amazing. So, so do you think you get recognized anymore now, now that like the show is on Disney plus or has it you know, just kind of been consistent like throughout the years? I used to get recognized more for that. So Raven, I think people, you know, when you're in a place like an airport where people have a long time to sit and stare at people at the gate or yeah. like eat it. And, and it, I remember it used to happen if I'd go to a baseball game or if I'd go anywhere like where I'm sitting for a while and people are staring at you. But now I have let my hair since pandemic, um, it's not black anymore for, you know, Josefina on Hex, that's my hair color now. Yeah. So I think it's not as recognizable because they see someone with gray hair. They don't automatically go, oh, you know, and then I don't, have that accent. The accent is me imitating my Dominican mother. Oh that my gosh. <laughs> accent. So I think it's not as much now since my hair is not black. Interesting. And even like, you think you get recognized more for that's Raven than Gilmore Girls? 
I used to, yes. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I, I was m- far more in malls and like, you know, if I'd go to any restaurant, it was always you, you know what show you come out on? Like waitresses, always, always people who would run registers and waitresses would always mention Senorita Rodriguez. That's <laughs> That's amazing. That's that. That's just you know a testament. Too, probably that's interesting that you asked it because I dre- I dress. I, listen, I don't dress like senorita, <laughs> but I do like feminine clothes. And yeah. a lot of people that even I worked on Gilmore Girls with would see me dressed as Rose and be like, "Oh, you don't wear." I go overalls. Yeah, I don't dress like that. So right. you know, like people, I think they associate like if I'm in a skirt, <laughs> it's more likely like, "Oh, she's a lady from this or Raven." They're like, hey, uh, Rose, can you help me with my car real quick? Yeah. Like, what? What are you, what's, what's going on? What's going that on? That happened too at the Honda dealership. There's these two girls <gasps> staring at me. Like, what are they staring at? And I realized it, the show had only been on, you know, a couple of seasons. And I thought, oh my gosh, they're, I was in the dealership getting my car repaired. And they were pointing at me like, wait, she's actually here. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> That's hysterical. So you had a history with Second City. Uh, Beck and I also, we've done improv. Uh, we have history of improv. So what's like a little bit of like Second City, like experience? So I auditioned for the company, you know, back in the day at Second City Chicago, they had they had five levels to the workshops and each one would last, I think, about five weeks. So you had to graduate from level one, level two, level three. And I got very lucky and had very experienced people teaching the different levels. So by the time you get to level five, you t- you do a recital, like you do a, a show. And my group was so good. We would just happen to be like, just really good people that we got noticed, got asked to audition. But at the time, the producer told me there were 350 people that auditioned that season and they were only looking for four men and three women. That oh, wow. Time. So the two women that got hired that year in 1988 of August was Amy Sedaris and me. Oh my gosh. It was really cool. And then I started to tour. And my first touring company was Steve Colbert, Chris Farley. Me, Ian Gomez, Jenna Jolovitz, and Paul Danello, who now writes for Steve Colbert. That is so cool. It was really cool. It was really cool and fun. And it was like working with Chris Farley. I don't know if you were familiar with his movies. I mean, he's just, he was an amazing person to work with. Really yeah. incredible talent. And, and how long, here. yeah. And how long were you part of Second City? I worked for Second City from, I got hired in August of 88. And I finished in, it was a year and eight months, I think, because I got cast in, uh, a play. It was a, it was a Neil Simon play. And I really wanted to do the play in Chicago. The cast was changing at second city, but I put up two reviews at second city. I think it was like 91 when I left, I did a pilot in Canada called SCTV live. And then mm-hmm. I came to do a play in Chicago called lost in Yonkers. And then during that play, there was this audition for the CBS television series where, you know, I had to be an ex mafia wife turned parole officer chasing her husband around the country in Winnebago. And I got cast in that. So I left second city to go to CBS to do eight episodes for them. Wow. It's crazy how like the universe works, right? Yes. Very strange. <laughs> because I was so content to live in Chicago and do the play. Yeah. But then I thought, you know, people love L- You know, I love television my whole life. I love TV. So what yeah. was cool for me about being on that's so Raven was, there was a little girl, I, I went to college with this girl, Susan, and her daughter, Olivia, would just love That's a Raven. Because at the time, you know, there wasn't that many shows. They would repeat them over and over again. That was new, a new model. I think Lizzie McGuire was first and Raven was second. Mm-hmm. Since then, it just exploded into all these shows that repeat all the time. But I was yeah. so touched by how the kids would watch the episodes over and over again. So she wasn't feeling well after school one day. And my friend said, would you go across the street and say hello to her? And I walked in and she just got like, she just couldn't believe it. And I said to my friend, that's so nice that she was so excited that I visited her. And my friend said, you remember the TV shows you loved and you were obsessed with? Okay, back, back, back in the day, there was a show called Bewitched. 
and I oh, yes. Jeannie and all that. Okay. So she said to me, okay, it would be like if Aunt Clara from Bewitched walked through the door. And then it blew my mind because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm the lady from TV. Like m- the people from TV were my friends too. You know, so I'm just so touched to meet anybody that remembers that character because I would love to meet anybody who was ever on a show that I used to watch all the time. No, yeah, that's why it's so mind blowing that you were like talking to you right now. Yeah. I mean, me, before I you came it. on, before you came on, Beck and I were like, I cannot believe this is really happening. That's so cute because it's how I would feel. And you know, I did get to do a play with Barbara Eden, who was the lead <gasps> in My Dream of Jeannie. Wow. And I did a play with her wow. in Chicago. It was the odd couple female version. And every night I had to ask her if she'd like something to drink. And I just would look in her eyes and think, oh, I can't believe I used to watch you from my I know. Now I'm sitting here. It was so cool. That is amazing. So with your improv, is that something that Disney Channel looks for at all? Or is that incorporated into Disney Channel? Of everything, I remember distinctly both Amy Sherman Palladino, who created Gilmore Girls, and the people who created and wrote That's a Raven, you had to be letter perfect. I mean, there was no making Mm -hmm. up lines. No, they stuck to that script to the point where if you said, well, it is not, they'd say, Rose, it's it's not, (gasps) you know, like very, very. Wow. Okay. That doesn't surprise me. Frustrate me. Like the kids, the kids were kids. Like they, they were very good at what they did, but sometimes little, um, I'm forgetting his name, Corey, who played her little brother. Yeah. Kyle Massey. Kyle. He's adorable. And, and, and um, what's the name? Eddie who played Eddie. Orlando Brown. Correct. Sometimes, you know, (laughs) they needed a little extra help from their coaches to like, I would get frustrated because I knew my lines. I'm from theater, yeah. so you had to hit the stage and oh, yeah. the lines. But the kids, you know, they had to do it over and over again. But they were very, very talented. But that show ran longer than I thought it would. Honestly. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just yeah. because of you saw like the behind the scenes, they were really weren't getting their lines. I mean, they got their lines and they were cute. I just couldn't believe how many episodes they could just kept renewing it. And by then, the kids were getting a little older, and you know, it's just. It, it was fun. It was put it this way. It was more fun the first two years than it was the, at the end. Yeah. They were, I, they were getting a little older and I think they weren't as interested in being bossed around. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask, cause you were a part of every season of that. Yeah. So Raven and but Chelsea so- and Raven all still to this day. I mean, they, they, the thing that I regret the most is that what's the name of the reboot that she did Raven's home or something Raven's home. Yeah. yeah. Like I ran into them cause I was going to Hollywood center studios and they happened to be shooting cause they get along great. Like they were always like such sweet pals to each mm-hmm. other and Raven's, I just adore her. We're both Sagittarian. So we just absolutely love each oh. other. Yeah. So I ran into them and I said, wouldn't the fans love it if we crossed <gasps> over and I came on that show. And she said, you know, they're not that open to it over there. And I didn't, what? Understand. I was so surprised. I have to tell you, cause I ran into Annalise, I just love her. We had done a play reading together. And then she was, she happened to be at a coffee shop with now I'm Rondell Sheridan who played yes. his father. So the three of us took a picture and the picture ended up getting picked up by ABC. And I knew a girl Yes. and the picture went crazy. And I said, isn't this enough for them to go? You know, the fans still remember that I would be, I said, just bring me on as the teacher to your children would be so cute. Yes. But they weren't, they didn't, they weren't open to it. That's so weird. Yeah. I was surprised. Be- because I, I don't know, because it's still currently airing, and now they moved the show back to the original That's a Raven set. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, and so now her kid goes to Bayside. Oh my God, then I should have made an appearance for sure. So it's, I think it's still filming. So Hilarious. I think, that you, just just knock on the door. They'd be There's like, still <laughs> There's still time. I People hope. would get a kick out of it. I thought no. it would be so fun. Can, can I tell you when the, the promotion came out? Because it was like a big thing. Because like because Rondell is back on the cast. Oh, how funny. Okay, well, maybe there is a chance then. Yeah, because she's moved back in with the dad and all that stuff. And I texted back. I said, 
I'm manifesting Senorita Rodriguez. Oh my God, how cute. I have to, <laughs> well, we have to have gonna, her. I will have to make sure they get this link and play this to let them know uh, I'm, yes. I'm trying to do it again. Because I thought I still knew the people, but you know, people change the, the staff yeah. changes so much over there. But I would love to do it. I mean, even though I am extremely busy, but I would really yes. make time for that because I just love her. I think she's mm-hmm. so talented and funny. That's so good to hear because I was going to wonder, did you like see it? Because since you were a part of every season and you were part of the first episode, did you notice a shift as the years went on coming back? Like by the time season four, it was like a big teen kid thing. Did you like notice a difference? Yes. I mean, I remember shooting and we used to come bring in, they'd bring in the live audiences. And you know, in the beginning when they get the live audiences from, I don't know, tourist places, they just tell Mm -hmm. people, Hey, come on and see a TV show. Oh my gosh, by the third and fourth, the kids, the line was so long and the kids, the decibel level of the screen <gasps> of the crowd, it was incredible. It was like being at a rock concert and they had a warm up comedian, but the sound of these, this audience was, my niece came to visit me and she still remembers how loud it was and how fun. And oh my gosh. You, you get to watch it over and over again, like a play. They love when you'd make a mistake, they would laugh. I mean, it was really fun, <laughs> but it was really the, and then the line for, um, they would bring, I think they used to pass out scripts or they used to pass out some kind of cards. We would do autographs and the people, they, I think it was kind of before people all had like their phones out to take pictures, but the autograph line was huge. It was exciting to see it get that, that, you know, popular. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure like seeing like all these 14 year olds and yes. then by season four, they're like 20, they're like, oh, hey, <laughs> I'm run, running in my Porsche. Oh, so uh, that I'm is like, amazing. I turned 26 in a month and I'd be oh. in the line today. Oh, oh yeah. Cute. I love <laughs> that. Yeah, like, I kind of want to watch them again because I remember something weird about each episode, probably, you know. Well, we can tell you it holds up. Ah. It holds up because on the on our podcast, we watch. Like mainly like that's a Raven, Sweet Life, Hannah Montana, like Liz McGuire around, around those er, uh, eras. But uh-huh. every now and then we watch some like we like post on our Instagram like we're gonna do like post that's a Raven. What do you guys want to see? And they'll vote. And we watched one recently. And we're like Raven would never do this. <laughs> <laughs> I th- we just think like that show is just like so smart and yeah. uh, really like holds up the test. Like everyone, everyone in that show, there was not a. Uh, weak link. No, it was, it was pretty good. It's so funny because one of the writers, there was a writing team of very darling blonde girls, Susie and Sarah, and everyone got them mixed up because they kind of looked alike. And Sarah ended up living, I live in the same neighborhood. So I see her once in a while and we always laugh about old That's So Ravens. Like I think she, they, they were responsible for the one. Remember the one where it was like a business club or something and I had yes. a toothbrush or something about my, I had, there was an, it, there was a, Senorita Rodriguez like wanted her picture on a t-shirt and she was trying to, she was like scamming all the things she wanted to keep stuff. I remember. Remember? Yeah. That? Yes. Oh, I still oh, have that oh yes. With my face on it. And I thought, <laughs> well, isn't the teacher being kind of like shifty? And they said, yeah, but we think that's funny. I was like, great, I'll do it. But I thought they're, it's funny. It's like Disney allows certain things and not other things, but they thought that was fine that the teacher was basically stealing stuff from the kids. Right. <laughs> but you had like the senior reader Rodriguez charm. Yeah. You're like, yes, <laughs> give her whatever she wants. Give her whatever she wants. <laughs> it was fun. Did you notice any differences? We know you were on That's So Raven and then a couple episodes or maybe just one episode of Good Luck Charlie and Wizards of Waverly Place as well. Are there like major differences between each Disney show or is it just kind of the same You know, process? it's kind of similar in the way you work. Like it's a little bit like you go in for the week and the first day you have your scripts in your hand and you do the blocking. And then the next day, 
they have a network run through and they all come and they give notes and it's very similar. I would say it's similar. I loved being Dr. Tish Tushy on Good Luck Charlie. That was yeah. so fun for me. The cat would not do anything I wanted it to do. It was, <laughs> it was beyond irritating, but the people were so fun and so nice. I had wished that somehow she would need the pet psychic again and I could do another one. Right. Uh. And then to this day, I'm still um, Facebook friends with Josh who played my son in um, Wizards of Waverly Place. And I oh was gosh. telling somebody the other day, I had a picture of me as Hugh's not, no, Hugh's mother. I don't remember, Mary Lou, Fi Mary Lou something. I played. Yeah, Feynman. Feynman, you guys are so cute. You know everything. And <laughs> I in, um, in the kitchen, I took a picture. Selena Gomez, those kids on Wizards of Waverly Place were such fans of That's So Raven that they were excited to see me there. Oh, so, so, so would we. <laughs> yeah, we took pictures together. And I remember I had a dressing room across the hall and the, week, the guest that week was Demi Lovato. <gasps> And wow. Selena and, De and they were in the dressing room laughing and giggling together. And I went in and the three of us took a picture. I gave the picture to my niece because she was of the age where she would love that. And now I'd be like, oh, I wish I could have that picture back. <laughs> like now, you know, it was like on a camera, I think, not even on a right. It was like a Talk about like posting it and getting picked up on all the news sites. Crazy, right? So that was like funny because they were just two cute little friends that were just across the hall. It was crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. People and I talk about how like Hillary Duff and Raven kind of paved the way for that second yes. generation of Disney girls and how right. much of a different experience it must have been to be on the show, having people come before you. Right. Really cool. Like Lizzie McGuire was super popular and then Raven and then then it just exploded with a bunch of different shows. Yeah. And you were like, like you said before, you were doing Gilmore Girls the same time as yeah. that's Raven. Yeah. Was there a different because Amy Sherman Palladino is so specific and yes. Disney Channel, I would think is so specific. Yes. Now, would you like approach the two roles very differently? I think because Gilmore was filmed, not in front of an audience. I enjoyed doing that. So Raven a little bit more only because to me, I come from a theater background mm -hmm. that when they would load in, I think Friday night was the taping night. They would load in the audience. And I thought you have to get this right. Like there's no making mistakes. And Gilmore Girls, like you're in scenes with people and they blow lines. You have to do it over and over again. It's like making a movie. There's no one around. No one's watching except the crew. So yeah. to me, the excitement of doing it live, you know, in front of the live audience was really very appealing to me coming from a theater background. So I approached, you know, and in Gilmore Girls, <laughs> I always say I was in theater because I loved working at night. I like to sleep <laughs> late. I used to love to sleep late, watch my TV shows. You know, every summer I was not outside. I was watching TV. And then for Gilmore Girls, I went, what do you mean? I got to be there at six o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, and sometimes even earlier. So the yeah. filming of that, those days are so long. If you ever watch that show and you see the group of Stars Hollow citizens in the town meeting, just mm -hmm. know that that's all that was done that day. And that was often an eight or 10 hour day. Oh, goodness. Oh, wow. Really long. So to me, that's an energy zapper. But I became so friendly with you know, Sally, who played Babette and Liz, mm -hmm. who played Miss, Miss Patty, that it then that became a lot of fun, too. And I yeah. really enjoyed both of them. But yeah, it's a whole different energy. I like the schedule of the like a Disney style show where you're kind of you're out of there at four o'clock in the afternoon and then tape night. You're out of there, you know. Yeah. And, or whatever. Yeah. and I'm sure uh, filming in front of a live studio audience, you get that instant gratification of like, yes, I nailed the joke. Absolutely. I, I, I love yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. It was fun. One thing about Senorita Rodriguez is that she always nails the joke. She always nails the joke. <laughs> Thank you. It was and so fun. So one thing to know about Becca and I, Rose, is we love That's a Raven. Of course, as many people do. But there's one particular scene in That's a Raven that we quote all the time that has, and it's with you, it's with you and Raven. And it's the episode where you guys do the Wizard of Oz. 
Do you remember this? Oh, the Wizard of Oz, I don't. And she, so like the main plot is she wants to audition for the Wizard of Oz. And then like the, what tailspin is that is uh, the dad gets fired. And so from, from his restaurant, so she gets a disguise that she's a famous pop star. Wait a minute. Do I dress up in a red dress and I'm on a date? Yes, yes. you are. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. And she comes in the restaurant all in a different outfit. Yes, li- yes. 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 So there's a scene at the beginning of the episode. I I cannot believe I'm telling you about how much I love this scene right now. <laughs> um, never mind. Wow, this dreams, Rose. Um, so there's this scene at the beginning where you're uh, Raven's finding out her her role. If she got a role in The Wizard of Oz, oh, yeah. And everyone is sitting, and Chelsea gets a part, and Eddie gets a part, and you you're reading off a clipboard, and you go Raven, and Raven gets up out of her seat and goes yes. And you go without missing a beat. I thought you were here. Why did I mark you absent? That's so mean. That's so mean. We, so funny. We, oh my God. When, that get, when that came on Disney Plus, we rewound that scene. Like, That's so cute. I, you know, until you said that, if you would have said to me, the radio station one where the stuff blew around or the popcorn one where they were in the hill, you know, in the giant popcorn mat, I would remember that. I would never have remembered that. Oh, oh, see, in our book, that is like Isn't top yes. Raven, top Raven scene, top Raven episode. How funny. That's, my other oh, I do remember favorites. doing that now. That's One really of my fun. other personal favorites is the Donna Cabana office episode where oh. you ring led the entire class in there with the guacamole pinata. cake. There's a cake. Yes. Right? And the yes. cake almost falls and she catches it before it falls on the carpet or something. Yes. Oh my yeah, God. It's yeah, so yeah. stressful because she can't get anything on that carpet. Right. And the only <laughs> thing I remember about that is um, grocery bags for TV shows are, they look like a grocery bag, but they're kind of cloth because real grocery bags make so much noise. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you, I had to carry something in a bag. Was that that episode? Am I carrying groceries or something? Uh, yes. Because I, I think you have like, like the cake and you have yeah, like all the students like with you. There was a lot of to do about how is she going to get the cake out of the bag without making noise with the bag. I mean, it was, yes, it's never about the stuff you think. Like I was thinking on hacks, or maybe it was Gilmore Girls. There's so many marks to hit that what you see is like, oh, it just looks like we're there. No, you have to make sure your left foot's on the blue tape mark. Your yeah. right foot's on the orange tape mark. You know, there's so much technical stuff. That one took so long because of the technical way that that had to go. Wow. Doing that stunt. The stunts, like even the, um, you know, when I'm watching them with the popcorn and they're popping out of the, mm-hmm. okay. that one where I'm watching, that took so long. Oh my gosh. Really? Yeah. Really. I guess because it's so technical. Yes. And the- honestly, the very first episode with the window washing, <gasps> that yes. took a long time because they had to get that right too. Did you ever hear of a show called I Didn't Do It? Um. Yes. It's I like a Disney show that came out like a couple years ago. Is it Disney or Nickelodeon? I don't remember, but I played Margaret who lived on a houseboat. You guys, it was, I'm on this houseboat in the window of the houseboat, looking into the houseboat of the other people. And I don't remember anything about it other than it was like all these men on one side, they were trying to move the houseboat set to make it look like it was rocking on the water and they couldn't get it right. They just couldn't get, they just couldn't move this giant set piece. And finally I was in the window and every time I'd move, it would move. So they said, Rose, how are you doing that? And I, you guys, I was in the window of my Margaret's houseboat and I go, I'm doing it with my boobs. <laughs> like I was literally just leaning on one side and the other and it was moving. They said that it looked the best rather than having three stagehands on either side. So it's weird stuff like that, that I think like, oh, I missed the theater where that didn't happen. But yes. the more patient you can get with that, like I work on hacks. I love, love, love doing hacks. 
but the great technical show. things that you have to do over and over and over again would blow people's minds at how much time we spend just to get something to go. Like there's a scene in this, um, I might be the eighth episode. I'm, I'm coming in with a tray of champagne glasses and putting it down on the table. It looks like yes. a action. We must, I think we did it 17 times. Wow. Oh my God. Because all these different components have to hit, you know, and it's just really that kind of thing to keep. I tell people that love to do this, love to act. The acting is a very small part of it. And the stuff of making yourself just get in the zone and doing an action and making it seem like it's the first time you've done that is the real challenge to me of television acting. Yeah. Yes. I've done some extra work. I've been on Nashville because everyone that lives in Nashville did okay. Nashville. And I just remember being there the entire day just right. for a concert scene where I was just sitting in the audience. And at one point, so, so far in the background, I tripped and we had to do the takeover again. Oh my gosh. Oh, so yes. oh, that's something. And it's like, that's why having, I have to say, sometimes when I started watching it, Maybe not so much in That's a Raven, but some of those other shows. I did Save by the Bell, the reboot of Save by the Bell. Oh, another great show. So, so sweet. And I know that those kids, those kids on that show were passionate That's a Raven fans. So it was really fun for me to wow. work with the young kids from like Haskiri who played, you know, Daisy and Josie. And they were super sweet to me and all wanted pictures the first day. So I remember thinking, wow, the extras, the day players, we call them day players have really improved since the That's So Raven days. Really? Yes, in my opinion, they were much better because in That's So Raven, sometimes in the background, you'd see the kids in the hallway by the lockers and uh -huh. they would just look like they were zoning out and you're like, no, 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 you got to act like this is, <laughs> you're part of this. Like it's on you too, you know? Yeah. But the kids, the, the, the day players for Saved by the Bell, I thought all looked alive like they're part of the class. Like you have to, Yeah. You know, it's, it's not I easy because you got to, you got to be alert the whole time. I feel for these kids. They're, it's not that fun to do this yeah. over and over again, but yeah. And, and I know you've mentioned that uh, sitcoms like Multicam and Disney Channel in particular are really short hours, but That's a Raven is a show in particular that had a lot of um, prosthetics and a lot of costume changes. Yes. Were you ever on some of those episodes where it was uh, normally short, but on like a certain day, it was like, oh, Raven has to put on 10 pounds of prosthetics. Right. You know, they were pretty good at shooting my scenes. I think I, I don't remember being, I don't remember that being horrible and waiting a long time. There was some special effect on Wizards of Waverly Place. And I remember we were there very late at night, but I don't remember. All I remember about That's So Raven is how fun, like sometimes they would give me a dressing room. It shoot, shot on different lots. Like it kept moving. Like I think we oh. were at Sunset Gower, then we moved to Hollywood Center Studios. We were never in the same exact place for every season. But I remember Annalise, you could tell the show was becoming more and more successful. Their dressing rooms were so adorable and tricked out. Like, you know, their couches and, the, and their, their pictures on the one, their pillows. And, and Annalise would always let me um, stay in her dressing room to hang out between takes because mine was too far away. So I just oh, remember gosh. being like, these kids are so, they were just so sweet to me. And I just thought maybe I was in there just eating snacks and I didn't even notice how long it was taking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's like you just eat all day on those shows. So funny. And Raven That's, used to cook. I remember oh. she was such a good cook. She would bring in like one time she made a turkey. She made like a huge meal for the for the cast and crew. Oh, that's so that's so amazing. Yeah. She's I've never so heard cool. I've never heard one bad thing about Miss Raven Simone. Such a nice woman. And so funny because we were in there's a um, resale place here called Crossroads. And you just like it's clothing like, you know, a, a clothing shop. And I happen to be in Pasadena where I never am. And I turn around 
this girl says to me, are you from that's so Raven? And I said, yes. And when I turned around, Raven herself was there too. <gasps> and she was like, so am I. Mind was so blown. And then Raven and I hadn't seen each other in a long time. So we were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It was so fun that when that's... I ran into her and then we took pictures with her. So cute. That's like so awesome to hear because again, we're such big fans of you, but we're also big fans of Raven. It's so nice yeah. to hear that what you see and like what the vibe you get yes. from the show yeah, is- she's great. And, and do you Chelsea have too. Chelsea's just a <sighs> darling. She's so talented. I used to get annoyed with the producers because I'm like, let her sing. She needs to sing every episode. She has the most amazing singing voice. Oh, she, she do. does. They both have, do. Oh my yeah. gosh, she does. Did you did, did you ever see or did you know that, that That's Raven had a musical episode? You know, someone told me that my credit is listed in that. I'm in some, <gasps> I have some credit listed in something that I didn't do. So I wonder if that was it. Maybe, but they gave Annalise a Broadway style number. Nice. And we always say, I don't think Disney knew what to do with Annalise because, you know, yeah. Disney, they love to make uh, them not only actors, but pop stars. Right, 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 right. right. And I think because Annalise is just so talented Broadway, they were just like, yes. um, we'll try to do something with you if you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and do you have, because uh, you've spoken so highly of Raven, do you have a favorite, uh, I know you mentioned her cooking and being so nice. Do you have a favorite Raven memory and a favorite That's the Raven episode? I think that when she made the food, we, our birthdays are in, um, I think she's December 10th. She's a Sagittarius for sure. And I remember it was like a holiday time and she, you, she brought food for everybody. And I thought that was so sweet. And also she was incredibly talented at makeup. So sometimes I remember not all the episodes, but you know, it's focused on her eye for her psychicness. Yeah. She did. I just remember being in the makeup and hair room and watching her do her own eye makeup so beautifully. And I was trying to learn how to do it. <laughs> and then my husband reminded me of this. There was a song by little John. It's very dirty. It's like a rap oh. song. And I thought I would make the kids laugh to sing in that in Senorita Rodriguez's voice. Oh to the window, to the wall, <laughs> she goes, Miss Rose. And we laughed for like an hour, Miss Rose. Like she just couldn't, they, she always called me Miss Rose. And she I love believe that I knew, first of all, that song, that dirty. I just thought it would be funny to sing like a Little John song in Senorita Rodriguez's voice. They, like, they, they were crying, they were laughing so hard. <laughs> like Senorita Rodriguez after hours. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> That was so really and then the episode that I most, I remember really loving doing the, um, remember the one <laughs> with the teacher that was Susan Lucci from All My Children? Yes. And like, there was like a bee attack. Yes, there was a bee yeah. attack and she had that wrote the outfit on, but I was like, Miss, Miss Romano who, you know, people will say Miss Romano who or something. That was fun. And you know, the other one that was fun for me, because my niece came, she was a very little girl and she came to see the camping episode with the, with the skunk. Do you remember oh, that yes. one? Yes, 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 yes. The skunk looks like Raven's boot. And I love, the taquitos are getting cold. That was one of my favorite lines. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Sina Rodriguez is an iconic, iconic character. Oh, thank like, you. And, and, we, and you're amazing. And we just want to thank you so much for thank taking you. the time oh, out of your day. You guys. It really is very gratifying to know that something I did such a long time ago meant so much to people. And when I meet people and they kind of go, is it you? I always go, Raven, I printed the test on pink paper because that spells fun to me. <laughs> All right. That just extended my lifespan for like five more years. <laughs> you guys are so nice. Thank you. Thank you. And, so and if we know you mentioned the reboot show, but is there anything else that 
we and our listeners should be looking forward to from you next? Yes. So on Hulu, don't forget to tune into Reboot. That's yes. going to be really fun with Rachel and uh, Keegan and Johnny Knoxville and myself. I'm in five of the eight of them. And then there's oh. a movie coming out with Zoe Deutsch. And now I forgot the lead guy's name. Um, it's called Something from Tiffany's. Okay. And it's a romantic comedy that's going to be out. And now why can't I remember anyone else that's in it? But I have a small part in the beginning of that movie that I think that movie's going to be so, she's so talented, Zoe Deutsch. She's just wonderful. And um, it's produced by Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine Company. Oh, gosh. So that's that's amazing. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And then hopefully, I mean, we're waiting to hear. I, I really hope Hacks goes another season. I really oh. Me too. Yeah. I, I tell everyone if they're like, oh, what show should I watch? Uh, I'm trying to like get into a show I'm like hacks. Yes. It's so good. It's so smart. And I remember I was watching it and you showed up. I was like, oh my God. That's that's Rose. <laughs> that's so Junior fun. Rodriguez. I love um, well, that. Well, again, thank you so much, Rose, for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Uh, you're iconic. You're a legend. You're most welcome. And thank you for having me. And uh <laughs> I hopefully I'll have more things for you to watch soon. I hope. Yes. Oh, and yes. and if you and if you ever want to come back and watch a senior reader Rodriguez episode with us and talk about it, <laughs> I mean come just on. message me. I might. I mean, it's so funny to me that I haven't seen some of them in so long. I could probably be like, oh, they made me wear that sweater. I hate it. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, thank you so much, Rose. You're this so was like welcome. a joy beyond our wildest dreams. I'm so glad. It's very nice to virtually meet both of you. Yes, yes. yes. Thank you so much again. <laughs> Take care. <sighs> okay. Yes. This is our post, post chat, about the chat. chat about the chat. Absolutely crazy. Uh, first and foremost, I know we, I, it's crazy that that did this and we both said it to Rose herself and we'll say it again to her blue in the face. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rose, for coming on this podcast and sharing your stories yes like, oh my gosh absolutely she, she was amazing phenomenal. like so she easy amazing. so much easy conversation like great stories and I, I i just keep thinking that when we not to get in my psyche when we started doing this i never thought 15 people would listen let alone a, a disney channel actor right come on our podcast I mean, this is crazy because I've, I know I've said it before, but like Time Machine was a project that I started initially as the only host and I was going to just give up on it and completely let it die until I brought Hunter on as a co-host. And now probably almost two years after the fact that I was like, I don't even want to do this anymore. We're talking to a Disney channel, like top tier recurring actor who's still working on like incredible projects with hugely like. Who still work hugely stacked cast people that I'm obsessed with like yeah. Rachel Bloom and Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, it's and she she was just like, I mean, you, you guys just heard the conversation. She's so nice. She's she's so warm. It, it was it just she she put us at ease because yes. we were so <laughs> nervous doing that. We were so nervous. Um, so once again, but also we've never like neither you or me has interviewed like a famous person yeah. before. Like, so that was also the first time we've ever done that. Yeah. But once again, <laughs> thank you so much, Rose. That it was a honor. It was crazy. I that that's all I got. That's all I got. But yes. of course, what's Time Machine without a Disney Channel lesson? Disney Channel lesson. What's the Disney Channel lesson that we learned today? <sighs> for me, shoot for the stars, kids. <laughs> you never know what you can never happen. Know. That means 
we're it, it just never in my I never thought we would have that opportunity so that's my lesson honestly my Disney Channel lesson my biggest takeaway was that see I mean I already kind of knew this but that the theater and film acting are completely different worlds yeah especially television but it sounds like live studio audience tapings aka most Disney Channel shows might fit just like perfectly into that sweet spot also, a di- not a Disney Channel lesson because we already knew that. A Disney Channel confirmation that Annalise Vanderpool and Raven Simone are uh, everything you wanted them to be and more. Yes. <laughs> we got confirmation from the woman herself. All right. Uh, Becca, if people want to see the biggest Senorita Rodriguez fan <laughs> on social media, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Becca Stogner. I will have a video at some point. I, I swear I will. I will. So just subscribe if you want to be around for that. And check out my other podcasts as well, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. A couple of time travelers have actually started listening to that and told me that they have, which is very, very cool. So thank you so much. Um, if that sounds like something you might like in the title, that's probably all you need to know. And we are YGSSG podcast on all the socials. And if you want to find me on social media, it's at Real Hunter Martin, uh, Twitter at H Cameron Martin. If, and if you want to keep up to date on all things Time Machine, we're on all the social medias: Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Just type in the Time Machine podcast, and you'll find us there. Rate and review us. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. DM us on social media. We love talking to you guys. We love. Hearing that this is your work commute podcast. We love hearing that like, oh my gosh, I never thought people would love Disney Channel like I did. It's it's just like really cool that, it's very cool. like we said, we never thought. And that, speaking of rate and review yes. us, I have been neglecting to, um, we did say if you guys left us a review on Apple or anywhere else that you can review podcasts, if there is anywhere else that you can review pod- podcasts, please let me know because I don't know where else to go. But we do have a new review yes. on our Apple pod from Flop Stars. Five stars. They said, OMG, y'all are hilarious. I'm so happy I grew up in the 2000s when Disney Channel was popping. Me too. Yes. So I love the title because you have to put, you have to put <laughs> a, like a, a header for your review. And Flop yeah. Star, thank you again. Flops are just put for fun. For fun. <laughs> and that's what we want you guys to have listening to this podcast. We want you guys to have so much fun listening to this because... We have so much fun making it, especially today. Oh my gosh, especially It's always today. fun, but, I'm you know. Reeling forever. Right. I'm going to live another 10 years. <laughs> All right. Well, um, next week we kind of just have like sort of a fun, almost like a, a goof-off type episode for you guys. It's going to be a real fun time. Disney 411 is obviously going to be stacked, so yeah. make sure that you are here next right. week. So. Yes, so that is all for us this week, and we will see you later, time travelers. Always buckle your seatbelts.